We continue in our series of Revelation and it's been a lovely journey. Today we are in part 8, we are reading chapter 5. And as we started, we recognized and saw that Revelation has 404 verses, it has 800 plus quotations from the rest of the Bible, and that in Revelation itself there is nothing new written It is a conclusion of the whole Bible, a kind of finale, as we say in a movie, and it is God's plan being confirmed and continued to be revealed to us by Christ who steps down to earth and speaks to John for him to write everything down for the things that is to come, which is in verse 1 of chapter 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. He He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who testifies to everything he saw. That is the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. And so what we did, we also opened ourselves and came with an open heart and an open mind to acknowledge that there are different interpretations of Revelation, but we're not going to stop that from hearing God's word and being blessed, because in the word in chapter 1 it says, those who read the words of this book will be blessed, and we want to be blessed. We are God's people, and we are acknowledging what is written in his word as well. So we've looked at all the different interpretations, how they see the second coming, but now what we want to do is we want to look deeper into seeing Jesus. Because the reason why we are looking at Revelation is that we want to be more confident in our faith, we want to move closer to Jesus, And we want to have a better understanding of a God who always fulfills his promises. And he will do that as he did in the past, does today, and he will do forevermore. So let us read Revelation 5 together. Just one thing before we read that. Remember we read about the first three chapters where we saw the churches on earth and we looked at the different churches individually, and then we said, what is the message to the church, the seven churches um, in Revelation, which is also applicable to us today? And it went back to the Old Testament, where Jesus summarized it in the New Testament, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. And then we looked at chapter 4 last week and we looked at the fact that, oh come let us adore him, because Christ once again was in the center and the throne, everything happening in, on, before, around the throne, we looked at that. And today we're looking at the Lamb that is worthy to open the scroll. We read chapter 5, verse 1, 
and the heading is the scroll and the lamb. Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne, remember God the Father is on the throne, a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. Normally a scroll would only be written on one side, so obviously there is a lot to say in this scroll. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. I wept, this is John, I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or or look inside. Why do you think John was crying? Because for him it was, the promise was always there that God's promises will be fulfilled, but now he's saying, this angel is saying, who is worthy? And nobody was found in heaven and on earth. So now maybe he's thinking, but are these promises not going to come true? Is Christ not going to come again? But then one of the elders said to me, do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah The root of David has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. So now, the reason why there's this drama happening of John weeping, it's to show us how important the information is that is in the scroll as well. We, read, we carry on reading from verse 6. Then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing in the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which even the seven spirits, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. He came and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne, who is God the Father. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood you purchased men for God, humankind for God, and every tribe and language and people and nation will be saved. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God. And they will reign on the earth. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands and ten thousand times ten thousands. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice they sang, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength 
and honor and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them singing, to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. The four living creatures said, Amen, and the elders fell down and worshipped. Today and in different other days, we realize that people worship God in different places, at different times, and for different reasons. Hopefully the reason that we are here gathered is that we have come to worship the one that is worthy. Worship the one that is worthy of our praise and our honor. Worship, worship the one that was slain, our savior. Some of us will gather in buildings like this. Some of us will gather online because of COVID throughout the world. That's different now. Some of us will gather in homes. Some of us will gather under a tree. Some of us will gather under op in unopened spaces. And some of us will gather in prison. But wherever we gather, the same presence that was spoken about, that we read about here in Revelation, is with each and every one. When I read about the elders worshipping to such an extent that there must have been such a presence of God that they had no other way of worshipping but to kneel down and fall prostrate before the throne. And even though I'm standing up in my heart, I want to do exactly the same every time I read that. And when we realize that there are even people who are worshipping in secret, because they are persecuted. Persecution is still happening today where people cannot worship like we are worshiping. But it is the same presence, the same power, because why? Because he is the one who is worthy because he was slain for our sins. And we are washed Clean. And so therefore God sees us completely pure white because of Jesus. No other reason but because of Jesus. And then in Revelation 5 we see this surprising beautiful vision of Jesus. On the one hand Jesus is described as a lion. He's strong. And he's able to open the scroll that contains God's 
redemptive plan, the plan to save us and what's going to happen when judgment comes, when tribulation comes. And this is what we will look at when we follow up in the chapters in Revelation as well. He's strong and he's able to open the scroll. He alone is able to carry it out. And on the other hand, we see this beautiful picture of this meek, mild, and gentle lamb. A lamb that was slain, humble and gentle, who gave himself over to death. How could Jesus both be lion and the lamb? Because the two images don't really fit, does it? But the answer is that he is the king because he was willing to die. Jesus has received a crown because he carried the cross. Only by having died for us, he is able to bring history to a victorious end for God and his people. And so therefore, as we worship him, We come to acknowledge him also as the lamb, whereby he takes the priestly role when he came the first time. And what does it mean when we come as a body to acknowledge that Jesus is worthy? In Revelation, when John describes the picture, it's as if he is seeing the lamb being slain there and then with the blood and everything still on him, as if it is new. And so, when we come to Holy Communion today, this is what we celebrate on the one hand, the strength of Christ, the courage the worthiness, but also on the other hand, the gentleness and the humility, so that all of us in our attitude will become humble like him when dealing with each other and also when taking the message to others in the world. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood you purchased men for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God and they will reign on the earth. And so as we come to the table and all those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ are invited to come to the table. Know that this table does not belong to any denomination but to our Lord Jesus Christ who just as he was worthy to open the scroll he is the one that gives us access to be invited to the table for we remember his life, his death and his resurrection as we come to the table.